Good morning, everyone. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. It's Saturday, May 6th. Hope you guys aren't too hungover from Cinco de Mayo celebrations last night. <laughs> That's neither here or there. I'm here on a Saturday doing another podcast. Why? Well, because the information coming up around the corner is going to be a little bit more, uh, not really more complex. I'm trying to streamline it to make it easier. I'm going to try to uh, develop an app that I can just put right on a phone. So we would just hit the phone app, see what stocks are up on the list for this week. Uh, have links available so you can just click the link and go right to the um, you know the information page on Yahoo Finance. Now, I use Yahoo Finance because it's simple, easy, and it's been around for a very long time. And they don't charge any money for it. Okay, so um, at some point in time, I'm not there yet. Uh, some point in time, I'll throw money away just for the fun of it because there's nothing else to do with it. But I'm not there, you know. So why do I pay for a subscription when the information is free and I'm giving you access to the information? It's like I'll, I'll give you an example. I got a spreadsheet has 175 companies on it. Okay, in that list, you have the stock symbol, you have the week of the quarter in which it pays its dividend, you have a link to Yahoo Finance that gives you all the detailed information that you need to know about that company. Um, when, the, when the company was founded, what the last stock price was, when I made the list, because I'm not updating the price because the price fluctuates every five minutes and I really don't need that crap. Uh, what the market, market cap is, you know, how big actually is the company, you know, whether or not it has weekly or monthly options, and um, what also I'm adding that not, not a lot of people may or may not think is valuable information, but I do, is the book value of the company. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Let's take a look at Apple Computer. Now, Apple Computer usually would not make it on my list. You know, it has the, the age, right? You know, it was founded in 76. However, they have not pay dividends for 50 years or 25 years or more and consistently increase. They haven't, they're not there yet. But it is a $2.5 trillion company. The last time I checked the stock price, it was 161. But here's the thing. The book value of Apple is only $3.58 per share. Okay, so I'm going to pay $161 for a $3.58 valuation. Don't get me wrong, Apple, you know, gives me some nice returns when I have, you know, place to put some money. But it's not like my no-brainer stocks. Now, my no-brainer stocks is is like Ford, um, Bank of America, uh, and, and a few others. Uh, General Motors, that, that's in there also. Now, when I say that is the book value which is a list of all their assets. If you liquidated, you did a yard sale, um, fire sale, yard sale, fire sale, whatever you want to call it, liquidated everything the company has. And you spread it out evenly to all the shareholders. That's the book value. Okay, so if you liquidated everything Apple had and divided it out evenly to all the shareholders, you'd get $3.58 per share. Granted, you paid $161 per share at the current market value, you know, depending on when you got it. But, uh, you know, that's what it is. Now, if I'm going to be buying something, 
I want to buy it and make sure the value is there, a fire sale value as a regular stock valuation. Now, the stock price, in my humble opinion, is, is just the public's opinion of the valuation of the stock. Because you get the market cap for Apple's $2.5 trillion. However, you take that $2.5 trillion, liquidated out and paid everyone, all the shareholders, they're going to get $3.58 per share. To me, that's, that just doesn't make me a happy camper. Anyway, so the list, like I said, has 175 companies on here. Some of these companies going from 1700s to 1800s. Look at this one right here. GSK. 1715. And they still have weekly options available. The stock price is at 37 bucks. Okay. So let's quickly take a look at this company. Uh, what was the name of it? GSK, I think it was. Yeah, GSK. Okay, let's take a look. Put it into the one-year chart. GSK. <clears throat> All right, there we go. GSK. Um, last year, this time of year, it was at 44. Uh, that's 52 weeks ago. It was at 44. Now, the 52-week high is 45.18. Now, if you remember the beginning of last year, 2022, they said most of the company is going to lose 50% of the valuation, maybe even up to 70%. Some people are projecting 90%. All righty. GSK has been around since the 1700s. Um, the high of last year, 45.18, and the low of last year, was that 28.50? It's not a huge difference. It's not even 50%. It's close, you know, 40 maybe. Now, from there, she's recovered and gone sideways. Now, when I mean sideways, between 34 and 37, okay, basically sideways. Now, seasonality for this company, let's take a look at it. Uh, at this time of year, now, here's where this time of year is looking at the seasonality gets a little wonky. Now, I'm going to say wonky only because nobody could have projected or um, could have thought that a worldwide pandemic would shut the whole world down. Because basically, it kind of did shut the whole world down. Well, almost everything stopped and everybody stayed in, stayed in their freaking houses. Needless to say, that caused stocks to go down in March of 2020, I believe it was. That skewed every single number from now until it no longer shows. Now, my seasonality chart goes back 20 years, so I'm looking at 20 years' worth of data. Now, let's say, hypothetically, the stock stays level all year round for 20 years, and then one year, it drops down to zero one month. That zero, um, or even one or two, or, or, or even a very low number, is going to skew the numbers, the average numbers, from here to eternity, all right, until they stop counting. So March of 2020, when the world stopped, everything just went kaput. So you're looking at this chart. It's almost a perfectly level line 
except for March, where it dips. Now, let's say 19 of these 20 years, perfectly level. Awesome company to get into. But you throw that one year in, that 2020, and you get that extremely low dip because of the pandemic, and it's going to off-skew all the rest of the data. And I really dislike that. All right, so we're into May at this moment in time. Now, GSK has a tendency to go down at this time of year. So would I be buying at this time of year? No. But let's get back to the reason why we're looking at this data in the first place. Now, as I was saying, this list I've come up with is going to be the only companies I'm going to be looking at for the rest of my duration, unless I come up with a good reason to add or subtract anything from this list. <clears throat> it's going to make life so much easier that I'm not going to have to do a lot of uh, research. It's just, you know, hey, Johnson & Johnson is coming up first thing Monday morning. I'm looking at Johnson & Johnson. Why? Because in two weeks, Johnson & Johnson is going to be paying their dividend. So what does that mean to me? It doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot. But what it does mean is they're getting ready to pay a dividend. Okay, now there's two reasons why a stock moves. It's either a known reason, something we can set our calendar by, or an unknown reason, something that we can react to. Now, I'm at the point in my life where I'm not really interested in, in stocks that skyrocket. Because for each stock that skyrockets, you're going to have 9, 10, 15, 20 of them that tank. So if you look over the years, a lot of people saying, oh, this stock's going to go through the roof. This stock's going to go through the roof. This stock's going to be great. This stock, whatever. It's all hype. Um, it, it, and I'm not, I don't want to buy into that anymore. Okay, yeah, great. I can get into something and it'll go through the roof. But what about all those other ones I put money into that aren't going through the roof? Where is the offset? Okay. I like to have a, a restful sleep, which means I like to go to bed and I like to sleep through the night. Now, when I lost a lot of money back in the uh, my early days of trading, I spent a lot of sleepless nights worrying about what was going on. But now I've come down to a list that these are the only companies I invest into because they have historical performance behind them. And <clears throat> I'm looking just to get my 1% return per week. Now, my 1% return per week makes me a happy camper. I can move on nicely. If I need more money, I just put more money in there and it slowly grows. But it is what it is. And uh, that's what I'm looking for. So a quick little recap over the week. Um, with one account, we made 0.6. So we only made... Um, less than my target. My target's 1%, so I made 0.6%, so I was off a couple hundred bucks. Now, I could have done it had I not done that stupid spread trade. Now, the spread trade was great when I was looking at it until the numbers all went the wrong way. Then it became a stupid spread trade. Now, my spread trade is usually, usually a, a four to one ratio, okay? I win four, I lose one. However, by losing that one, it kind of erases all the profits that I made in the other three or four. So I really got to uh, rein back on those, you know, like uh, you know, like not do as many. That being said, I'm doing rather well considering where we are. We're only into May. I'm up 20% in one account, and the other account is recouping from that big-ass loss that I made because of my own stupidity. 
Now, I do make mistakes, and I did. I lost, you know, almost, I forget. I would have to, honestly, I would have to look. You know what? <clears throat> I think I'm going to grab my book out, and I'm going to open it up and show you exactly what I did. Because not only do I have all my trades online, I actually have a book. I actually write it down. I think it's, for me, it's easier. I, you know, I just pick up the book and I open it up. I say, all right, there's week number 13. I did, you know, 1.1%. Week number 14, I bid 0.3% because I had too much Bank of America. And here we go. Week number, oh, come on, 15. That's where I lost 29%. <laughs> hey, it happens. Now, 29%, granted, it was a big chunk of money because I was, hold on a second, week 14, okay, I was at 16.3%, okay, which is more than 1% per week. 16.13% on week number 14. All right, so here we go. Week number 15, I lose 29%. So now I am down negative 13%. All right, so that makes it a little uncomfortable. Okay, next week I did 4%. Next week I did 0.9. Next week I did 0.6. And that's where I am at the moment. So I'm still negative 7% on that one account. Okay. So yeah, I do make mistakes. Now... My other account, which is, hold on, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Here we go. 20.6%. Now this one, I started in March. So I missed January and I missed February. So hypothetically speaking, if I wasn't Jan, if I did do January and I did do February, I'd be probably closer to 30%. But, you know, hey, is what it is. Now this one's going to change also come Monday. Actually, come Tuesday, because I have this fear that the market's going to go down to a point where it gets a little uncomfortable, and this account is on margin. So half of the money is mine, and half of the money belongs to the brokerage. Now, if you ever used a margin account, when the markets go down, you lose your money twice as fast. When the markets go up, you make money twice as fast. So it is a double-edged sword. Yeah, if we weren't in the situation that we are in, where who knows what's going to happen, the uh, I, I would keep the margin money because I'm borrowing money <clears throat> and I'm making money. Now, I'm borrowing money at 5%, but if the market goes down, I don't want to lose. And the market is going to go down. So I don't want to be forced to sell something at a loss. Now, I don't mind holding on to something that has lost value, but I can still make money off of it selling covered calls against it. I'll give you, a, for instance, I have Caterpillar. I bought Caterpillar at uh, 230. Caterpillar is down to 210 now. It means I lost $20 per share. Now, <clears throat> if I sold Caterpillar... I would have the realization of that $20 loss, but actually it's only a paper loss at this moment because I still own the shares of Caterpillar. 
and I can consistently write covered calls against the shares even at a lower value and still have cash coming in. But if it was on a margin account and, and stock kept going down, I would be forced to sell to cover a margin call or to deposit more money in. And that would be defeating the purpose and what I'm doing. Okay, so I'm going to leave it just as it is. And I'm going to get out of the margin money come Tuesday. I'm actually going to drive into Boston and uh, say, hey, let's liquidate what we got to liquidate. Because, you know, I'm, I'm at that point where I can pay off all the margin and not take a loss, which is what I'm going to do. And then I will be 100% cash come Tuesday. And I am perfectly okay with that. Granted, my, my returns are going to be a bit, a little bit less, but my losses are going to be um, not forced. Okay? All right. All that being said, let's take a quick gander at who we got coming up for next week. And I think I already did this. Yeah, Johnson & Johnson, KHC, SPGI, GLW, KEY, NOC. Now, those are the top quality stocks, okay? Now, let's take a look at the Dividend Kings. Johnson & Johnson, Nordson, Dover, SCL, TNC. Those are the Dividend Kings that are coming up for next week. Now, what's on Warren Buffett's list for next week? Johnson & Johnson and KHC. All right, so that's a good amount for us to take a look at for next week. And uh, that gives me plenty to play with. However, most of my money's tied up, which I'm okay with. All in all, um, this is going to wrap it up for today. And I, like I said earlier, if you, want a, if you want a copy of the list, I'm trying to get it online. There's, there's so much activity going on with changing uh, my podcast, for instance. It was on Anchor, and I was getting paid every week for doing my podcast. Now that it got bought out by Spotify, they changed the rules. So now I'm not getting paid. So it kind of, it, it really pisses me off. And I'm a man of principle. You give me something for free. I use it for a couple of years, and I build up, you know, a relatively, uh, what do you call it? Decent-sized audience or decent-sized following or some decent content, amount of content available. And then you go and change the rules. And it's like, you know what? I can't do anything about it, so I'm not going to complain. They changed the rules. Just go with the flow. It is what it is. But it pisses me off. And they expect me to be happy with it. And I'm not happy with it. I'll go along with it, but I'm not happy about it. And if people ask me, I'll tell them exactly the way I feel. Okay? They give you something for free, and then all of a sudden they want to start charging you. Just It's just not right. You know, if I help build the company, I should be able to be grandfathered in as one of those people that got you to where you are today. You know, like Spotify would not have come in and bought out Anchor had the people who pioneered with Anchor and got them from where they were to a point where, hey, let's buy them out because they look profitable. You know, you buy it out and you take all the people that, that got you there and then you penalize them, which I think personally sucks. But that's just me. Anyway, past my 10 minutes, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. You guys have a great day. I'll catch you on Monday.
Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.